Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast, where you can get the latest results, fantasy picks, and news every week in the NASCAR racing world. We just got one more spot left to fill, so let's give it to our host. Here he is, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. Hope you guys are excited for this weekend as we get ready to go to Texas Motor Speedway for the All-Star Race. One of the most exciting races of the year. That is an expedition race. We only see other expedition races in the year at the beginning. And of course the All-Star Race. I'm talking about the Clash. So this makes a race very special. But what is so great about this race? Well it's simple. One million dollars. That's what everybody is trying to go for. Is to win that million. And just to have bragging rights. And based on what we've seen the last couple of years. If you win the All-Star Race no matter where it's at. You're looking to be a top contender for the championship. I mean, think about it. In 2020, you had Chase Elliott win the championship. He also won the All-Star Race at Bristol. Last year, Kyle Larson wins the All-Star Race, and he becomes a champion. So there's a lot of people eyeing this race, especially with the next-gen cars. How big would it be for a team and a driver to say, you won the first-ever All-Star Race with the newest car? So definitely a lot is at stake here. And not just for the All-Star Race. How about the All-Star Open? You have four positions this year on trying to make it into the big race. Usually back in the past, we've seen a Stage 1 winner, Stage 2 winner, and then a Final winner. Uh, Or excuse me, um, two winners plus a best fan vote. But now we have three stages. So three people have an opportunity to make it on through plus whoever they vote for in the all-star vote. And there's some really great drivers here in this all-star open. Why don't we dive into it and just see some type of drivers who have an opportunity to make it into this main event. So without further ado, we're going to dive in and look at a short preview of the all-star race and the all-star open. Alrighty, so for everyone who's not too familiar with the All-Star Open, this is how it's set up this year. It's going to be a 50-lap event split into three different stages. We got 20 laps for the first stage, 20 laps for the second stage, and then 10 laps for the final stage. Three drivers can advance on forward from each stage plus the All-Star vote. And like I said just a little bit ago... There's a lot of good drivers who have had great opportunities to get a victory here in the 2022 season that have to compete in the All-Star Open. One of the biggest names definitely is Tyler Reddick in the number eight. Tyler Reddick's been very close to winning a couple races this year, and I truly believe that it will be this year where he gets his first victory. The question is where? I mean, a lot of people can say Homestead Miami Speedway. I hope it doesn't take that long to see Tyler Reddick in victory lane. I hope we see him way sooner than that, maybe somewhere in the summer stretch where he could lock himself in into the playoffs. But for right now, he has to race his way in. And honestly, in the first stage, I would be very surprised if we see Tyler Reddick nowhere near the top three. He's going to be running up front for the most part of this race, and I think he can make it in on just stage one. He's had fast cars at the beginning almost every single race. I think Tyler Reddick is a great person to go for to make it into the all-star race and finish in first place in stage number one. For stage number two, I got to give it to the number 43 of Eric Jones. Look, Eric Jones has had some great 
cars throughout the year. And it's been a bit of a shame because he's had a lot of finishes outside the top 20. And he really shouldn't have those finishes, um, especially going this far into the season. Uh, Darlington was a perfect example. He was running up front in the most part of that race, especially when Richard Petty was up in the booth. And then all of a sudden, he drops back to about 10th then 15th, then runs into some problems. Same with Kansas. He has a really good car, and then he has lug nut issues that holds him on pit road for seven laps. Talk about bad luck. However, I do not see that bad luck happening to him in this all-star race. I feel like he's going to have a really good car, and he can make it in on stage number two. And then for the final stage, it's going to be a dead heat between quite a few drivers, and I'm talking about Daniel Suarez, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Chris Buescher, and Austin Dillon. All these drivers, great drivers to go with here in this final stage to make it on through. But if I had to pick somebody, I would have to say Daniel Suarez. If not Daniel Suarez, then Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Here's the reason why. Daniel Suarez has, I mean, track house racing as a whole, has, has been absolutely phenomenal with Ross Chastain. The one who's had bad luck has been Daniel Suarez. However, when he doesn't have the bad luck, look at his speed. It has been absolutely phenomenal running near the front. I mean, how much of a shocker would it be if he misses it out of this open? I mean, I think it would be the biggest upset of the season as far as it goes for Trackhouse Racing. Daniel Suarez not making it into the All-Star race. If he doesn't make it in by winning one of the stages, then he's going to make it in for the All-Star vote. And if he doesn't win the All-Star vote, then I don't know what to say. I say I had this great willpower on letting everybody know that Cody Ware should be the one that you guys should vote for, and hopefully you guys get your free ice cream soon. (laughs) But Ricky Stenhouse, let's go to Ricky Stenhouse real quickly. Ricky Stenhouse has always been known as a driver that Yeah, he's really good at super speedways, but what else does he do at other racetracks? Yeah, yeah, he can get a top 10 here and there. Most of the time it's at Las Vegas, but where else can he do that? Well, this year has been a little bit different, especially in the last three weeks. He has finished in the top 10 all the last three races, and he's looked really good. It hasn't been a fluke either. His finishes have been really well, and he's been really improving. And for a small-tier team, honestly, they're considered a small-tier team in my opinion. I think they are making steps in the right direction. I don't think it will be long before we see Ricky Stenhouse Jr. score a couple of top fives if he can keep this consistency going. And here at an all-star race where it's at a mile and a half and how good he did at Kansas, yeah, I could totally see him win the third stage for sure. So those are my four drivers that I'm keeping an eye on here in this All-Star Open. And that is Tyler Reddick advancing on through in the first stage. Second stage going to Eric Jones. The third stage either going to Daniel Suarez or Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And if it goes to Ricky Stenhouse Jr., then Daniel Suarez is going to win the All-Star vote. Let me know what you guys think on either Twitter or TikTok. And now it's time to focus on the big race that's happening this Sunday. We already got 20 drivers locked in there's another four more spots now the biggest question of all who is going to win the all-star race who is going to be able to collect the million dollars and the first ever victory in the all-star for the next gen car it's time to dive in on who we believe are going to be some of the best drivers to look at here in the all-star race Alrighty, so why don't we look at the drivers who are already locked in into the All-Star race and really break down one-on-one on on which drivers we feel like are going to do really good in this race. 
or ones that you think are not going to do great in this race. Uh, so first off, let's start off with the number one of Ross Chastain. I think it's very, very um, easy uh, choice that Ross Chastain is going to run really good in this race. I don't really see him struggling at all. He's had some fast cars almost any single racetrack, so he's definitely going to be a front runner for this all-star race for sure. The number two of Austin Sendrick locks his way in due to the Daytona 500 victory. Austin Sendrick is right now just a rookie, and I think there's a he has a lot more that he needs to learn here in the Cup Series before he's going to be able to win a race like the All-Star race. I'm thinking he's going to finish outside the top 15 in this race. Next driver we have here is the number four of Kevin Harvick. Even though Kevin Harvick has made slight improvements from last year, I don't think he's going to be able to run for a victory here in the All-Star race. I think his goal is honestly to get a top 10, but I don't really see him advancing anywhere forward from 9th place or 10th place. That's where I see Kevin Harvick. Number 5 of Kyle Larson. Again, another driver you can't really count out much in these types of races. The only thing that I have um, that's a little worrisome about Kyle Larson is... He is having a lot of finishes outside of the top five. And when I mean outside the top five, it's more like the top 20. He has had some races where it's just been atrocious for him. And maybe not per se his fault, but still, when you have that bad luck, he's kind of one of those drivers that you get a little worrisome about going for. So Kyle Larson, I can see both ways. He's either going to be running in the top three or he's not even going to finish in the top 20. The number six of Brad Keselowski is the next one, and we'll just move on from Brad Keselowski. I don't think they have the speed right now. If he can finish in the top 15 in this all-star race, I'd say that's all right for him. The number nine of Chase Elliott. Now, a lot of people on TikTok are going for Chase Elliott in this race, and I think he's a really good pick for sure. I mean, look at the last couple of mile-and-a-half races. He's been running up front there for the most part. So for Chase Elliott, I can see him running really well in this race, definitely can be running in the top five. I just am in favor of his teammates more than him. I think William Byron or Kyle Larson can get the victory over him. So Chase Elliott looking pretty good, but I don't think he's going to be winning the all-star race. Eric Amarola, his goal is to probably get a top 10, maybe even a top five, but he's not going to be winning the a million dollars, unfortunately. And then now we come to the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin has had such bad luck this year, but he's had fast cars. I think he's similar to Kyle Larson. He's either going to be running in the top five or he's going to be running outside the top 20. There's just no other spot that I see for the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Ryan Blaney, I would have said at the beginning of the season, definitely a top contender to win the All-Star race, but he's kind of dived down a little bit, but that's usually the telltale case when it comes to Ryan Blaney is he'll do good in the first few races, but then after the spring stretch, until we get to the summer stretch, he's just really there to get top 10s here and there, and nothing more than that. The number 14 of Chase Briscoe, he's similar to me as the Ryan Blaney, and that is at the beginning of the year, I would have said definitely, but right now he's fallen off a bit. And unless it's a road course race right now, I think Chase Briscoe is just going to be one of those people who's not going to be contending for wins. At best, he's going to be contending for top 10s. AJ Allmendinger in the number 16 machine. I don't really see him winning this all-star race or really even being a factor. I see him running around in the between 15th through 20th. Kyle Busch, on the other hand, definitely see him potentially winning this all-star race. The Toyotas have been absolutely great at mile and a half right now. They are on absolute fire, so you can include Martin Trex Jr. as well as Christopher Bell on that same list. I could see him being front runners for sure. 
And, but one driver that I definitely see running up front, and I think I'm going to go with him for the victory here in the All-Star Race, the number 24 of William Byron. William Byron's cars have been absolutely phenomenal. They have been running in the front for the most part for almost every single race, even at Kansas before the tire issue, leading laps in that race and having a dominant car. William Byron definitely is my pick here for this all-star race, and I think he's going to be the one of the strongest ones here at Texas Motor Speedway. Joey Logano, on the other hand, yes, I'm mentioning William Byron before Joey Logano, not for any envious reasons. Yeah, they're definitely envious reasons, but <laughs> Joey Logano, I can see running in the top 10, but I don't see him running against those Henrik cars or the Joe Gibbs racing cars. Fords have been a little bit off compared to them when it comes to the mile and a half, so Joey Logano, to me, is not going to win this all-star race. Bubba Wallace, I think Bubba Wallace would be a great dark horse to look at because of just how well you saw 23-11 run in the previous race at Kansas. If he does not have those pit road problems, he's running up front in that race. So if you're trying to pick a dark horse, I think the number 23 of Bubba Wallace would definitely be a way to go for sure. Moving down the roster, we have the number 48 of Alex Bowman. How do we expect him to do here in this all-star race? I think just almost any way um, we look at him at a racetrack, and that is it's going to be hit or miss. He's either going to run right up front or he's going to be running in the back right there trying to get a top 20. There's no in-between with Alex Bowman, but at the same time, you can never guess what Alex Bowman is going to do next. So (laughs) that's the best thing to say about Alex Bowman. The number 45 of Kurt Busch is another driver that we should honestly keep an eye on here in this all-star race just by how good he ran at Kansas. I mean, you're not going to have a great race like that and all of a sudden fall off the map the very next week, especially when the tracks are the same type of racetrack, which is a mile and a half. Definitely keep an eye on Kurt Busch. He could potentially go back-to-back here in the 2022 season where one wins at Kansas and the other win is at one of the biggest expedition races of all time, and that is the All-Star Race. And the last driver to talk about is the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Again, Michael McDowell is another driver that I really do like the fact that he's able to run in this race, but unfortunately, he's not going to be a person that's going to be able to win the million dollars. I think right now, there's a lot of other drivers who have been stronger in the mile and a half track. So, Michael McDowell, it's great to see you here in this all-star race, but I don't unfortunately see you winning this all-star race here at Texas. So those are all my general analysis of every single driver who's currently locked into the all-star race. I think one of the best drivers here in this race is going to be William Byron. He has shown such fast speed at a lot of these uh, faster racetracks, even last week at Kansas. And if he's not going to be able to win it, keep an eye on one of those Toyotas because the Toyotas have the mile and a half locked down from Vegas and Kansas. Don't be surprised if you see a Toyota car in victory lane here in the All-Star Race. And that will conclude today's episode. I know it's a little bit of a shorter episode for you guys. I mean, for me, I've been working on this for the last couple of hours, but I still think we gave a pretty good rundown on what we think for the all-star drivers. Um, I think the 24 group of drivers is going to include Tyler Reddick, Eric Jones, as well as Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Daniel Suarez. And the person that's going to win the race in my personal eyes is going to be William Byron with a dark horse being Bubba Wallace. So let me know who you guys think are going to be some of the best drivers to go for here in this all-star race. I've already seen a few people from TikTok tell me that they're going for Chase Elliott. I've even seen a couple people for Kyle Larson. So a lot of people are thinking Henrik Motorsports right now. But who knows, maybe there's some people like 
I know uh, we have one fan that was going for Martin Trex Jr. Do you guys think it's going to be another team potentially? Maybe Ross Chastain? Please, guys, let me know. If you do want to follow me on social media, you can do so and watch daily videos on me on TikTok at VanillaWafers44. I post daily NASCAR videos on there, and actually I'm doing a live stream right now. So if you want to listen to the podcast uh, pre-editing, you can do so there. Again, that's at VanillaWafers44. You can also check out YouTube where we're doing a lot of videos. They're a little bit longer ones compared to the ones on TikTok. So if you want to check that out, that's at Vanilla Wafers. We also have a lot of community posts going on there with a lot of participation, including the Tournament Madness. Yes, I'm talking about the best drivers in NASCAR ever, the 64-man bracket. We are down to 32 more drivers, so only a couple more rounds, and we will determine who the best NASCAR driver is in our opinion and above all guys thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest i have been able to fill up the last few minutes of your time so i'm gonna take the car and pull it right on into pit road collect my last place winnings and i am out so you all take care this has been the field filler podcast <laughs>